What's up, y'all? It's Cameron. Right now, I'm staring at an Asian Red Bull menu in my household that I live in. And I think I'm going to order some today. But that's besides the point. What I want to get into is just how people function as a society and how that benefits us as a society. And just certain philosophical concepts that you could take from that, which not only structure what I'm trying to tell you, but also are like little keys to life. And eventually you're going to get to this big ass door with millions of keys and you're going to have to incorporate all your philosophical theorems and equations in there to understand the true nature of the cosmos that we live in. Anyways, let's get in this. That's what she said. Basically, I'm going to call this person uh, Penny, which is also my dog's name. Hi, Penny. Okay, so <laughs> um, let's I can't use Penny. She's going to keep looking at me every time I say her name. We'll say, I hate the name Alex. Uh, Well, I actually really like the name Alex. I just don't like who I associate it with. Uh, Fucking public spring water. We'll call this person spring water. So, basically, so basically, um, in a society, you can't have one type of person. Now, when you think of yourself and you think of your strengths, 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 okay. Well, when you think of your strengths and you think of your weaknesses, you think, okay, well, me personally, I would think I'm good at thinking of higher complex concepts, but just not the simpler, more superficial ones. And it's not saying I'm like some genius that just is socially awkward. That's just saying the way my brain is wired, the way my neurons, the way I am as a person, as a whole, everything in my essence from the neurons connecting electrical impulses in my brain to just the environment that I grew up in for 18 years and like seven, ten months, 18 years and nine months. I don't know. My birthday is August 1st. Uh, The date today is like somewhere in June. So you could just do the math in there. But yeah, so I think of my strengths and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, these big philosophical concepts like uh, quantum physics and um, the stock market is one that deals with philosophy. Didn't know it did. It's nice to know. Um, other shit, evolution, biology as a whole. I love biology. Anatomy, amazing. Um Really, anatomy is just biology, but it only talks about the human body, if we're being honest here. Um, Evolution turns all forms of science. Philosophy, psychology, quantum physics, just all sorts of like these complex, uh, whatchamacallit, theories and these complex thoughts and concepts that you have to like really sit and think about and you get to a certain point where you're just taking in 
That's what she said. So much information that your eyes are wide open and you feel more alive than ever. But when you're when you're you and you're conscious, all you can see is just these concepts and equations floating around, puzzle piecing together, eventually making one big ass picture that is really art. But I don't even know how to explain this. So in a society, let's say mm, public spring water is really good at cleaning, keeping things tedious, you know, like, I don't know what tedious means, just, it's just, you know, dusting shit, uh, making sure that all my appointments are in check, make sure I got all my doctor's shit going on, make sure I paid my car insurance, make sure I know what time I work. Make sure I'm updated on my podcast and how much money I'm not getting on it. Make sure to feed and walk the dog, to clean the house and shit. There are people that specialize in that form of thinking. And these people think on more superficial terms. There are people that are better with just love in general when it comes to talking to people and understanding how they're... Fuck, I don't know how to do this. It's like, there are different people for every different person. Every different person of every different person has a strength and has a weakness. Now, dogs are amazing hunters. No, fuck that. Wolves are amazing hunters. But no, 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 no. Lions are awesome hunters. The hair, everything. They're awesome at what they do. Can they fly? No. Are they fast? For a little while. But fucking birds is where it's at. A pigeon will beat a lion any day when it comes to a race where you have to reach... You just have to go as high as you can in the sky. Because obviously the bird would win because that's where its strength is. It's in flying. It's in that flight ability. That takes up a perk point within the perk tree of life, if you know what I mean. Like perks and upgrading and shit. It's with evolution. Never mind. But I was going to say evolution. But basically there are like, if there is a society of Camerons, of just me running around, nothing would work at all. Everything would be dirty. No one would want to work. No one would really do it. There would be nothing superficial. Everything would just be like this this confusing conundrum of complex concepts and shit. But when you deal with people that think on the more superficial level or vibe of life, where they kind of just only care about, like, you know... The type of people that are like, okay, well, is my family okay and safe and healthy? Is my house clean? Did I take out the trash? Did I feed the dog? Did I walk her? Did I pay my bills? Like, that doesn't run through my head, even though I have bills. I have a dog. I have to take out trash, and I have to do all this superficial shit. That never runs through my head, and that is exactly why... I would never be able to form a society of just me. No one would be able to form a society of just them. Because if there is a society of 
public spring water, this other person that I'm talking about that I can't say the name of, but it works perfect for this example. If public spring water, this person, is... I'm calling them person A. I don't know why I tried to make some whole thing about it. But person A, if they're really good with cleaning shit and they're more on the superficial level of life, then they're going to, obviously, in a society where everyone has that or variation of that personality type, which there is, then the whole city and the whole society is going to be clean. Everyone's going to be okay. But there's not going to be emotion there there's not going to be any spirit any there's not going to be complex concepts psychology philosophy won't exist but everything will be clean okay well then after god has done all his test runs of what you shouldn't and should do in a society he realizes that everyone has a strength and a weakness and you can only have a strength if you have a weakness that's just the balance of all things my dog can bite probably harder than a cat, but a cat can sure outrun a dog. I think I, that's not that's a terrible analogy. Um, a dolphin can swim really fast. A cat cannot. A cat can run really fast. A dolphin cannot. There are. It's, it's just a balance of everything. That is what life is. It's just a huge circle. It's a balance of everything. When you're... Um, oh, I'm not going to talk about psychedelics. I want to make it the one podcast that I don't... I was going to. There's a ring when you're on... I, I'm not going to say it. It's just... Never mind. But... Yeah. So, in a society, you can't have one Cameron. Because... Everything's going to be dirty. In a society, you can't have one person A. Because if they're not thinking about those deep-rooted philosophical concepts, then the society is going to have no spirit, no curiosity. It's not going to have a purpose or an answer. They're just going to be cleaning. That's going to be their purpose. And that's not a fun purpose. People are just going to be working. Things are just going to be there. So, in a society, we live in a society, in a society, there has to be a set, like, like a set balance to everything, you could say, where people have their strengths and have their weaknesses. And there can never really be one true type of person, like the president, or, or if, it's on, in a, if, if it's a monarchy, then it can't be the king or queen, because that's one personality trait. Well, they have strengths and weaknesses. I don't really agree with monarchy for that exact reason. Everyone has a strength and a weakness. If we have one ruler saying what goes on and what doesn't go on, like in North Korea, shit like that, then how are you going to... You You can't really expand from that point. You can't. Like, my dog, Penny Lane... She's not good with swimming. But I can't teach a dolphin how to walk on land either. Everyone's good at something. Everyone can strive. Everyone can prosper in something. But they're going to be lacking in another. And the only way you can prosper in something is to lack in another. That's the only reason why you can prosper in something is because you lack in another. 
Now, if you set all those numbers to zero and you just have a very neutral person, well, on paper, it's just a very normal human being. If, if you took away all the weaknesses but all the strengths and you just had a blank slate of a person, isn't that what a baby is at that point? A blank slate? Or a baby is more of a, of a design that can be morphed into anything in terms of, in psychological terms, in becoming what you want to be in the career field. In the career field. I'm fucking retarded. That was the one thing that I, that was the one of ten things that I said on this podcast that I wish I could just replay and like redo. But not only am I too lazy to discover the edit button, but to actually click it and cut shit out. I did one time on accident. I was high as shit. I was trying to go through a podcast. I ended up deleting like 20 minutes of just me rambling. And it wasn't bad content. It wasn't really good either, so I wasn't that mad. But it, <laughs> I, I, I actually hit save and <sighs> I was mad. But yeah, so this whole podcast is me trying to convince or persuade or inform or reinform, depending on who you are, is just the, you can never be perfect. You can never be flawless. Because to be flawless, to be perfect, to be without mistakes, without flaws, flaws are what make people who they are. I have long hair, it's really grown out and all curly and shit. But there are there are flaw there are pros and cons to having long hair. There are pros and cons to having to not having any hair. There are pros and cons to everything, and that's where that yin and yang symbol comes from. You notice that if you start doing research on any of just the connections with very old religions, it's always the Eastern ones. I don't know why the Westerns are so fucking retarded, but. The Eastern religions, the Arabs, the Buddhists, they were all right the entire time. They had the answer in front of us, or in front of them, before they died. But they had the answer with the chakras, and maybe that's a little, that's a little too hippie for me. Like, like, you know, you hear Alan Watts talk, and you're like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. I could use this in my life. And you hear Terrence McKenna talk, and for some reason you're wearing tie-dye. It doesn't make any sense. Terrence McKenna, he's very like, like, he's very like, open your mind, embrace the beauty of the world. Alan Watts is more like, the world is just as it is. Yeah, I can't, I can't mimic them. I can't. But it's just, all these, all that has nothing to do with this podcast, by the way. But this, all those Eastern religions, they had it right the entire time. Every, every time I do like any form, I want to call it research, but really it's just me getting stoned and looking up answers to the universe or questions and then the variety of answers that are there for me. That's quantum physics for you. But it's just, it's always, it's always the Eastern religions. They're always the ones to get it right. Alan Watts knows this for sure. It, it, it's just when it comes to love and harmony, the Buddhists got it right. When it comes to... Fuck, that's all I know. But... 
Oh, God, I have to stop this early because I got to order my Asian Red Bull food because they open at 10.30 and it's 10.40. And it would have been 10 minutes on the way or minus the amount of time the call takes. But, yeah, you know, I'm still trying to find my way in life. It's difficult. It's like like being a human and growing up in just this world that we live in now with this generation. You always hear people say that this generation is if we fucked up really badly. Well, the previous generation raised us, so I don't know how it's our fault. But, <laughs> um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. It had something to do with, wouldn't you know, religion. But I'm going to go now. Wow, 17 minutes, not bad. I have to go now. Um, I hope you guys have a good day. Now, I'm going to add on to more shit that I meant to say in the previous podcast. Now that I have my thoughts gathered, I ate my Asian Red Bull. And, okay, so with art, I, I always, I always, um see people who like drawing and shit I always like to try and like analyze and define people's key characteristics that like make them as a person that I just always found that interesting but it's just like one of my friends is really good at drawing shit she like drew a spaceship or like an eight like a UFO base it's just a UFO I don't know why I'm trying to make this dramatic but she drew a ufo in uh on my pants one time and like an alien and just like trippy shit and i like i really fucked with that but what i'm trying to say is like her just the way her brain is organized the way just just the way it is the way she is I say her brain but really it's just that is her her brain and her are the same exact thing unless you want to get into like subconscious thoughts it's a whole different topic but yeah it's like it's it's just crazy all these different people these 7.5 or the population is growing it was 7.5 like six months ago when I like I, I checked like I heard 7.5, like, a while back, like, way, way back. So it's probably around 8 billion. So we'll just stick with 8 billion. 8 billion people on this earth, each one of them, really good at art, really good at understanding abstract uh, concepts. And then there are people that are better with cleaning and keeping superficial shit um, up to date and... There are people good with computers, and then there's art, and then there's... I can only think of, like, abstract concepts, art, and then cleaning. It's, like, the only things that come to my mind right now. There's tons and tons of shit. Building, mechanics, dudes. I always notice there is, like, a correlation between being, like, a dude, like, a dude dude, and then, like, niggas like me... Because it's it's always, like, like you have kids like me where we're just, like, chilling out, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. And then you have, like, some of my friends, really half of them, because half of them are guys, I guess. But um, then you have, like, these dudes that are more hairy and bigger and 
yeah, that's basically it. And intelligence might be lacking a little bit, but for the most part, they're like a normal human being. And then they're like really in the cars. And I've noticed that. It's like a pattern. Like, just people and the, the way they put themselves off and the way they think and just people in general it really is just a pattern and the pattern is different for everyone the pattern for me is philosophy and then everything around that and then the pattern for other people would be art and then everything around that and then with more like heavier dudes not heavier as in fat but just heavier as in like just like bulker and then just like the mindset too and like that industrial type shit and then like how they're more geared towards working and physical labor rather than like abstract concepts and shit like that like people are designed to be different than one another we're the same species but deep down inside we're different but we're the same. It's crazy. It's like on a superficial level, we're the same. On a complex level, we're extremely different when you get into consciousness and subconscious. And then on a way, way more abstract, I guess it's like a simpler way of looking at things if you think about it. Because you have like these three levels the superficial shit, that's just the, what you perceive. That's just the first level. And then the second level is your consciousness and your subconscious and becoming one with all that and all that hippie bullshit. And then the third level is the one above that where it not only deals with having a higher consciousness, unlocked with psychedelics, by the way, or meditation or yoga, same shit, really. They're all three the exact same. They all do the same things. It's just one's illegal and really fun. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Still on this quest to find. I don't know what I'm looking for, honestly. It's so funny being 18 and just graduating and just living your life. You have all these opportunities that come to you. And I I see these people that I work with and just people in general that I know that they just they go to their job stoned and then they like well I also do so I'm not saying that's a bad thing but you know they just they they smoke and then they they um cigarettes too then they smoke and then they work and then they're happy about their job or they're happy about smoking or about to smoke and they're happy with how much money they're getting from overtime with their job and then they go right back to working and then smoking afterwards and then working and then it's just a cycle and I really don't want my life to be in that cycle because to me it's not alive it's not moving it's not vibrant it's not abstract it's not it's not alive it's not changing it's not evolving it's not adapting well you don't want to don't want to adapt it's the last thing you want to do but in terms of just fucking living as a human, but I see this shit and like I don't want to. I don't want to be stuck in a loop. I I don't want to be stuck in this loop of going home and then living with my parents or whoever I'm living with and then going to work. Like that shit seems so dead to me. Like plants, plants are alive because they're moving. 
They're living. They create vibrant colors. They make new shit. They adapt to their surroundings. I mean, okay, that's, you know... Adaptation. Just forget I said adaptation. Except in the last part that I used it in. Plants adapt. Plants evolve. Humans evolve. Humans adapt. Humans grow. We could think of these amazing things, but when you're stuck in this circle of just working, 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 and smoking, smoking, and working, and smoking, and working, and then, then you combine the two, and then your life is just that. Your life is just getting high and working. Whether you're doing one or the other at the same time, it doesn't matter. Your life is just comprised of just smoking and working. And, like, I've been doing that for, like, a month now, and... I mean, in the middle of it, I've obviously been trying to find, like, higher-paying jobs, maybe a sales job, or just other shit, or even college, and then I want to get a computer so I can get into stocks, and I'm a, I'm going to get a computer soon, it's just, it's just, there's all this shit that I want to do, and I feel so alive when I think that way, I feel so, like, like, I think, okay, well, I, I'm not thinking, like, oh, I'm getting my life together, this is good, I'm I'm more on the lines of thinking, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't wait to venture farther into this hobby and see where it goes. Whether it's good or bad, no, scratch that. Whether one thing happens or another, whether I feel like I'll succeed or another, or whether I feel like I'll succeed or fail, either way, whatever terms you're defining succeeding and failing through your perspective to me, it's all positive. It's all succeeding. It's a it's a learning experience. It's growing. That's what people have to do. It's just a pattern. You have to learn and grow. But you don't want to get stuck in the wrong patterns and then smoke and then work as a dishwasher or a cook or a server for the rest of your life. Like that shit is just terrible for you. It it's it's not terrible, honestly. Now this is where the whole that this is where my last podcast okay 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 scratch everything I said in the last like two minutes it's not terrible for you it's just I imagine myself doing that and I want to throw up but that over and over again doing that same work the same cleaning the same counters just the same plates the same everything and then getting high and then working and then that loop like I think about that, and obviously I don't want to be that way, but there are other people that are functioned, and I talked about this on my last podcast, that's why I'm making this one, but it's like your function to work a certain way, and I'm not interested in the superficial, like, cleaning shit, I don't keep up with chores, I don't keep up with other shit, like, yeah, I brush my teeth, and I shower, and all that, but, like, I I just, like, I couldn't own a fish, because it would die immediately, because I'd forget about it, like, after two days of getting it, and taking all the videos I would on my Snapchat for it, but, yeah, I just, people are made differently for a reason, there is no higher or lower person, people are high half the time, but there is no better or worse person, we're all just different, we need people to be on those lower end jobs to clean to work at fast food restaurants to buy weed and then just smoke and then 
carry on the culture and the tradition and just add one more person to the population and just make however many kids they're going to make. Just add one more statistic to all the crimes they're going to make. Just add a whole nother list of just everything they'll ever do. It's just another person. It's just another... It's not even... I don't even look at it as that being human. I just look at it as just going through the motions. You're just following a pattern that's just going to end and you're just going to fade away. And inevitably, that's where, where everyone is led to. Your pattern, your way, your road, your golden brick road or whatever is eventually just going to stop. Your pattern is going to stop. Whether you're growing, whether you're doing the same thing, whether you're rich or poor, everyone is going to die. We're all ex- We're all going to experience the same thing. And a lot of people forget that. You know, like, if you're arguing, okay, let's say, let's say, um, now this is a really crude example, but let's say your cat died, and you were mad, so you weren't focused on driving as much, and then you run into someone, and then that person is all mad because they were mad about whatever they were mad about, you know, and then they got into a car accident, and now they're even more mad. And you're sad slash mad that your cat died. Oh my god, this example is terrible. You're slad, you're slad. You're sad slash mad that your cat died. So you weren't paying attention. You got into a car accident. And then boom. Now what if, let's just, for example, just, just hypothetically speaking. What if the person you crashed into, their cat also died? Now let's let's just split those universes, universi, university. Let's just split those two dimensions in half. No, that one dimension in half. Okay, so you have a parallel universe where everything is normal as the second one. But in universe A, dude crashes in the car, all sad his cat died. He's talking to the dude and he's like, yeah can't believe you crashed into my car man that was fucked up and then they get the cops over and then boom everyone goes home not happy but sad and then okay so there's that but then when you go into universe b dude crashes in the car same shit right everything's the same but then he's like yeah my cat died And then the other dude is like, oh, my cat died too. That's why I wasn't paying attention to the road. I was sad and I was looking down and I just, I'm sorry. And then, and then this is a terrible example. And then what, what I'm trying to say is if you, if you have an issue and then you share it with someone, it's like, you don't see you're, if you're in a position where you're fighting and you're arguing with someone, but then you come to the realization that that person is dealing with the same shit you are, then, like, it's hard to get mad at them. Like, if you're going to kill somebody, if you're a murderer or whatever, and you see some... No, 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 fuck that example. If you're defending yourself, someone comes on the street or you're on the street and then someone starts beating the shit out of you but you have a gun so you push them down to the floor or off you and then you point the gun at them and you're about to shoot them in self-defense because they're like beating you or whatever and then 
you have this opportunity to look into their eyes and then see into their past and you see everything they've been through they've been through heartbreak their mom or dad or both of them died or they went through hardships in their life they were poor at one time they were homeless at one time a lot of people go homeless at one point in their life like for even at least for like a week or a couple days or so like a lot of people especially homeless people especially (laughs) i meant especially successful people homeless people are especially homeless (laughs) but yeah especially successful people successfully especially successful people have definitely been homeless at least once in their life because they realize the hardships they realize what it took to get them to the top but that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is about realizing the similarities between you and someone else on the the very grand scheme of things not superficial shit clorox on the counter i mean i meant lysol i mean like astro i almost said cosmetology i'm terrible with words right now but on a grand scale of things we are all human we've all loved somebody and that person either that person just isn't in our life anymore that will 100 percent happen to us whether it's a loved one whether it's fam any form of family direct family indirect whether it's a really good friend and they died or they're just not your friend anymore or you guys just lost touch and that spark isn't there same thing with a relationship same thing with you know friends at a job you get another job and then boom they're like faded away now you know it's just it's i'm really only referring to myself at that last example but you just ah oh, fuck what was i going to say <sighs> excuse me that was very rude Oh, my stomach rumbled. I don't know if you can hear that. What what was I talking about again? It was like... Patterns you follow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's just go back to that one example. If if you had to kill someone, like, it was just... just whatever example or analogy you want to put in your head. If you had to kill someone, but you saw them as a kid and you saw them go through the same shit you did, losing parents or getting kicked out or losing friends or falling out of love or falling in love and then having that person taken away from you whether it's voluntarily well whatever like you can't kill that person you have like an understanding of them and you must have empathy or love for not empathy i meant sympathy you must have sympathy for this person or you must have love for this person because you realize that you are the same when it in grand in the grand scheme of things you are the same as that person you're both human skin blood flesh same size brain for the most part same species you know all the same shit if you're a normal American, most of us think the same. We're really dumb. We don't like thinking. I mean, a lot of us don't. Some people do, like... Some people do. But... Looking at the grand scheme of things... And I feel like that's what meditation teaches you. Looking at the grand scheme of things, realizing the differences between people, and then 
in a way, your differences make you similar, or else you would just be nothing. Two objects next to each other have to be different in some way to be similar. Because if they're not different at all, then it's just two of the same objects. You can have a green box and a yellow box. Well, they're different colors, but they're the same shape. In the grand scheme of things, they're both boxes. They both serve the same purpose. But when you look on a superficial level of things, when you're just looking through your eyes, your two eyes, your eyes lie to you a lot. This whole world is an illusion, by the way. But when you're just looking through those two eyes that evolution or God gave you, whichever one you want to believe in, I personally root for both. But <laughs> it's like a like like never mind. I can't I can't say that. But in the grand scheme of that it's just looking at things in a bigger picture it seems like in in any scenario will help you really when it comes to just those philosophical questions and naturally people that are gifted in the art of philosophy and psychology you realize that their brain is wired to like handle those big concepts and think of those complex concepts and issues and think loopholes and the knots that it takes just to understand an eighth of what most of psychology really is or the answers to really any psychological or philosophical conundrum you could think in smaller terms too and say fuck it to all that extra thinking and just move on to going to into a pattern smoking and working or if you're an adult and you have your shit together then you're probably not smoking but more so going home to kids feeding them going to sleep and then going back to work and it's just an endless endless struggle i pull all-nighters and i i see my mom or when i lived with my dad but i i saw like all this shit pass by me it was just them I, they they would go to sleep all tired and shit and then I, I would smoke and then pull an all-nighter and then not meth by the way I know I know like pulling an all-nighter and like meth kind of correlate because it's basically Adderall times a trillion but like <laughs> I, what, what I'm saying is I I would just see the cycle that people are in just pulling all-nighters and then me pulling all-nighters and seeing them come home from work and then sit down, eat, sleep, and then go back to work. And I, I can't imagine, like, doing that all the time. Like, I think about adult life and I get stressed out because I don't want to be stuck in that loop. I don't want to be sad. I mean, no one really wants to be sad, I guess. But I guess it's just part of the struggle of finding what you're good at and finding what you can prosper at. Some people are better at other things than others. Obviously, we went through that with our podcast. I don't know why I'm saying that again. Kind of just a filler because I can't think of the conclusion to the thought that started this original podcast. All right, let's conclude it right now. Penny Lane, you ready? Um, People are different. Different is good. Different is not bad. Different is not good either. It's not bad either. It just is, just as everything is. Um, we're all the same in the grand scheme of things. 
we're both human. We both serve the same purpose. It's to learn and explore and be ourselves. Our purpose is what our is what we set it as because we're conscious individuals that set value for things, even though that value is a cultural standard and a cultural way of looking at things, which in my opinion isn't the way of living your life. But really all I am is filled with opinions. A lot of them too. Everyone's filled with opinions. We all have our own thoughts and feelings, and that's what makes us human. That is what makes us similar. We're different in the way we think those thoughts and the way we think those feelings and why we think those thoughts and feelings and how, but in the grand scheme of things, we're all human. If you had to kill someone and you saw them as a child and then you saw them as an adult again, like you just got a flashback, a glimpse of like a 10-minute video that's not a fucking glimpse, that's, that's like you sitting down and shit, but if you just like, if you saw like, okay, one minute, there you go, if you just saw a one minute flashback of someone you're about to murder, except it was them as a child, and them being loved by their parents, and having their friends over, and their 10th birthday, and then their 21st birthday, and then their 30th birthday, and you saw all this shit pass by, you couldn't kill them, not because you feel close to them, and not because you relate to them, but because you find love for them in a way. At least that's how I, at least that's exactly how I'd see myself in that situation. Feeling love for everyone. You can't, there's no way you can kill them. Like you can't kill a family member. Most people don't have the guts and the lack of intelligence. Most people don't have the guts or the lack of intelligence to be able to kill a loved one, someone loved by them, and not feel any remorse. Because love is an emotion. It's a feeling and it's strong. And that's what binds us together. It's love. It's not hate. You think it's hate? I mean, what else would it be? And if it's not love, then (laughs) I must be wrong and this whole podcast was a waste. But now I know it's not love, so I'm one step closer to my answer. So I've only benefited from the past, what are we on, 25 minutes and 17 seconds of talking. You know, I always have to consider, I'm I'm saying 25 minutes, but the timer is going up like 28, 29, and as I say 25 minutes, two seconds go by. So I can't even read the second counter until I'm done saying 25 minutes. Alright, I'm going to stop it there. I love you guys. Love binds us together. I'm not going to say stay high. I feel like it's really gay. Still don't have an outro. I'll think about it though. I love you guys and you be safe out there. What's up y'all? It's Cam. So, I um just watched like a three hour lecture on Alan Watts. And I'm just going to rant for the next 15 minutes on what I remember. Um, so I had a friend text me, and they said, uh, we were just talking about philosophy and shit, you know, the usual, and, um, she said, I've always been scared of death, I never fully understood the concept, and I always tried to ignore it, but ultimately, I I, I was always, I always feared it, it was always something I was scared of, death, something going away, fading, becoming nothing when it was something, losing all of its value when it did 
have value. And if you think about it, death is probably the most beautiful thing ever. It is the greatest creation. No, actually, it's the second greatest creation. No, it's the third greatest creation. The second being life itself, and the first being porn, because let's be real here. Like, you can live, but like, I don't know. All I'm saying is, if I didn't grow up as a little kid, like, without porn, that sounds really bad. I was like 15 when I say little, okay? Even though that was like three years ago. Whatever. Jesus Christ. We're starting off amazing, aren't we? Um, yeah, so the concept of death. The thing is, I find death beautiful because things have to end inevitably. Part of your process, part, part of what makes you, you, is everything you do and everything you think. What you ate today, that is you now. I mean, obviously it goes away, but the proteins, the fat stored and all that is there. And that is you, your thoughts, the neurons and shit in your brain, all that science shit, like that is all of you. And if part of your process is dying, well, it is because it's part of every process that's living. Rocks don't die and you're not sad when a rock gets crushed because it's not alive, but you are alive and you're sad when you think about the fact that you will die but put it this way if you didn't if if you sunsets are beautiful right but how long do they last well the sun is up for 12 hours a day let's say this i don't know how long a sunset lasts let's look that up right now how long does sunset last 70 to 100 minutes so let's just let's just go with the best case scenario here for an hour and 40 minutes is how long a sunset is thank you i did that math in my head all by myself with no calculator <laughs> but sunset is only an hour and 40 minutes and that is when it's, from what most people would say, the best part about the sun being out, the sun setting, because it's just, it looks, it's appealing to the human eye, in, to at least to most people. But what if we only had a sunset? What if the sunset was all we saw? Then it wouldn't be beautiful at all. It would just be what it is. In all reality, everything is just what it is. There's no value to anything. But in terms of being happy, if your objective is to be happy, well, then with the mindset of the sunset always being there, then you're, it's not as beautiful because it's always there. But when the sunset in, in our world, when the sunset is only there for an hour and 40 minutes... You sit there and you enjoy the sunset because it's only there for so long. If you look at life in the same way, 
you're only here for so long. So why would you sit here worrying about something that's going to happen when you can just prepare for it? And you're never going to be able to prepare for death in a way where, how do I say this? You're not going to be able to prepare for death if you're worrying about it, even though your natural instinct is, oh, death, a family member passed, that's bad. Honestly, like, I don't like funerals because they're sad for having, like, the first three letters of the word being fun. Funerals are the exact opposite. I would love to celebrate someone's death. First off, some girl, no, I can't mention that. When I have people that die in my life, and I I have had two friends that have died, both have taken their life, sadly, and one of them was really recent, actually, but two fr- I've had two friends that die, I've had an aunt that died, I've had many grandpas that I've known die, obviously, they're fucking grandpas, what do you expect, and grandmas, can't forget the ladies, old-ass ladies, but having those people die at first i think oh that's sad because i don't i don't get to see them anymore but they have uncovered the secret that no human will ever ever uncover and at the same time be able to inform someone else about it with them 100 percent believing what they said you know they have uncovered the great secret and on top of that they don't have to fucking deal with life anymore this whole keeping up with everything they don't have to work just to pay they don't have to have a job and pay for a car and pay for gas and car insurance so that car is able to take them to that job so they can use that money for their car and their car insurance and gas just so they're able to use their car to go back to that job and slave away there's beauty in the fact that when things go away like you give them more value knowing they're going away i worded that shitty but you know what i mean the fact that something will only last for a finite amount of time is what makes it is what gives it its value the sunset's only there for an hour and 40 minutes we value it so much and it looks so appealing to us because it's only there for a certain amount of time but if there was always a sunset it would just be there okay i just went in a full circle i'm staring at the page of google saying that a sunset is 70 to 100 minutes. I mean, that makes sense, because in different areas of Earth, it would... Yeah, okay. So, that's what I learned from Alan Watts just not too long ago. And what's what's another... I might as well make this long. That's what she said. What What's another uh, little... Thing I learned from him it was like like I, I think of these concepts as like art in a way where I just kind of picture them as like an image and then I just understand it like 
like Japanese words. There's this one Japanese word that means like, it, it, it's like yungun or some shit like that, but it has a whole meaning behind it. And it's, it's not really in depth, but it just means digging change. It's exactly what Alan Watts said. It just means digging change, being content or just being okay and being happy with the t- just time passing because people get sad when time passes. We're so in a hurry to make sure we get to our job and make sure we do it extremely, like just as fast as possible, most efficient, and to make sure we pay all our bills on time, make sure we're always on time we're always living for the future but you don't live in the future there is no future you live in the now there's there is a present and you only live in the present the past already happened so why are you worrying about the past you can reminisce but what's the point of being sad if you can't change the past same thing with death why would you be sad with something that you can't change you can be sad when you're talking to somebody and they don't change their abusive drug habits and you're sad because you know they can change you can be sad when someone can change but they won't but what's the point of being sad when something is not able to change when it's impossible i'm not sad that a rock will never turn into a horse, just magically morph into a fucking horse, because I know it can't, and I'm not sad that I'm gonna die, because I know I can't escape it, it's part of me being here, the only reason I'm growing right now, as a human being, mentally and physically, is because I'm going to die, if I wasn't going to die, well then, would I end up reaching a peak height, and... Every, everything would have to max out eventually with my memory. I can't remember everything. I get high too often. I can't remember fucking yesterday. I can't remember to sweep my the back deck in my job, like, cause like the back door where everyone takes their smoke breaks. I can't remember to sweep there when the manager asked me to sweep there cause I get high too much. So what's the point fuck i forgot what i was saying god damn it okay let's backtrack so oh yeah but you're living in the present the future is just what you think your of your inevitable present will look like You can live for the future, but if you're living for the future, then you're not living in the present. You're living for a fallacy. You're living for what you think is going to happen rather than what is happening. You're living for what you imagine. You're living an imaginary life, a fallacy. You're not living in the present. In the present, in my room... I can, I'm lifting my arm up right now, and that's the present, I know that's happening right now, and I'm kind of hungry right now, that's the present, but in the future, will I still be hungry? 
will my metabolism start to even out and it'll start to slow down and then I'll start to metabolize all the fat in my body and then I won't be hungry for a little bit and then I'll end up starving? I don't fucking know because it's the future. And if I don't know that little bit of my own self, then how am I supposed to guesstimate? I just, I love that word because it, it has, it's, it's two words with the same meaning put in the one. It's, it's okay. How I'm kind of want to know how to spell guesstimate now, but listen, just listen. Living in the present is the ideal, I would say, mindset in terms of being happy. Now, if you don't have any terms, any opinions, and you could do whatever the fuck you want, that's what Buddhists taught me, at least. But if you're only living in the, if you're only living for the future, then you're living a fallacy. If you're living in the present, then at least you're living the realest life you possibly could, because it's happening. It's real. I know it is, but I don't know what's gonna go on in the future. I could get a heart attack in five minutes I can have a heart attack or my brain could just go out or all the acid I've take, taken taken all the acid I've ever done could finally catch up to me and kill me just right now somehow mysteriously I wouldn't know nor would anyone else it's a bunch of random chemicals I mean I highly doubt you know half my friends from high school knew what they were fucking doing when they bought it and you can have test kits but those are only like 90 something percent accurate and depending on the test kit and depending on the SID it all has variables but what I'm saying is you know I've noticed I talk more fluently when it comes to drugs than when it comes to philosophical concepts and, and that has two reasons one because I already like know what I'm gonna say when it comes to drugs but when it comes to philosophical concepts I'm making this shit as I go along so I mean I have like a slight idea but reality I'm just going going at it so like it's gonna take I should really start editing these honestly if I'm gonna get paid for this then I have to like actually make them somewhat appealing to people that give a shit oh my god okay so yeah if I could die any second from a heart attack from a car crash tomorrow when I'm driving to work so why would I be living for something that I don't even know is going to exist it just doesn't make any sense that's why college has always seemed scary to me not scary but more of just a waste of time because why would I spend so much money on an idea that I have right now when I have ideas all the fucking time and 90% of them don't turn out right the other 10% are golden they end up making me as a person but 90% of my ideas are shit that I end up you know thinking I end up thinking about them and then I'm like okay well now that I know what I did wrong, I can start to understand what I did wrong and build off of that. Adaptation, evolving, growing yourself. But if the idea of becoming a stockbroker 
or someone that preaches philosophy like Alan Watts or someone that just if I try and if I try and strive for an idea that I have now how do I know it's gonna work out in the future I can have an idea right now and do it and know it's gonna work out because it's happening but years and years and years down the road Am I still going to want to become a stockbroker or a philosopher or a therapist or a dentist or someone that cuts open bodies and ends up coming on like CSI or NCIS or I was about to say CIA, but that's not a show. That's that's what all the other shows are based off of (laughs) NYPD. But yeah, I like those shows with the police dash cams. But um, I'm going to leave off with one thing, one more thing. So I, I just had this memory of watching this YouTube video about the effects of marijuana. And oh my God, I'm, I'm really hungry. I don't know if you can hear my stomach rumbling. But um, I, I, uh, the dude said, weed, like, like your normal thinking pattern is thinking of something and you can kind of choose to keep thinking about that thing or you can go on to another thought if that other thought interests you enough that's what she said but because thought in our generation never mind but yeah so but with weed instead of kind of having like i don't know i would say control over your thought process i'm not sure if that's entirely accurate it's more so on the lines of you thinking about something and then you kind of go in depth with that and then you expand on that one thought and then that's where a lot of comedy can come from but that's also where a lot of philosophy comes from because really 80% of philosophy uh, I'd say half honestly I have no idea but a good bit of a huge portion of philosophy okay let's stick with half i'm sorry half of philosophy is thinking about something and then diving into it and then ending up making an analogy for whatever you were thinking about correlating with a mindset or a concept that just works and then you have a fucking just then you have what Alan Watts does. It's how he portrays his message to his people, making analogies out of philosophical concepts. I didn't exactly word the last five minutes correctly, but I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. It's more so on the lines of time is like a river and it doesn't really stop but it keeps going. You can put rocks in the way, but if you put rocks covering the entire river, water is still gonna flow. It's gonna stop for a couple seconds because you covered all the area it could go past, but if it's flowing to begin with, then it's gonna, f- it's gonna end up becoming stronger and it's gonna just flow right past the rocks. Now, obviously you can't pass, you can't stop time with a few rocks but the analogy works becoming 
intoxicated and thinking about the essence of a river and then just having the stinge of optimism and just being stoned or better yet on acid or it's safer better yet another psychedelic that's more natural or just all natural like shrooms but yeah it helps you understand things more now like i don't i don't know how to say this without sounding dumb but i understood the concept of love and time profoundly better on acid than i ever did or ever will sober because i was on acid and i was smoking after the peak of course always remember to smoke after your peak it's dangerous if you don't you'll get serotonin disorder or serotonin syndrome i forgot which one it was not the point set what i'm saying is i was off that right and i just imagined time and i was able to not only imagine it but i mean visualize it but i i was able to I see you you can't describe it. I wasn't able to describe it, but I felt it. And it's not cuz I was just dumb and I was fucked up. It, it's acid. It's different. It's a mental drug. It enhances everything. Literally. It makes you think faster. It makes your senses go crazy. It's it just makes what is and then it intensifies it. So if I already had a very, very, very minimal understanding of time, which most people do, it just happens, you know, it keeps fucking going, it's not that hard to understand, on time, with acid, I was able to understand it much more efficiently or fluently, I don't know, smart word to use right there, I just kind of realized separating what I use versus what I would call a smart word is kind of egotistic to say because I'm saying no never mind never mind okay one more thing one more thing I was on acid and I understood the concept of love and i kind of broke it down i ended up fucking up this acid trip i took too much and i blacked out but that's not the point when i was at my peak or what i thought was my peak I, it was before i ended up it's a long story honestly but i kind of broke down love in a math way like i the thing is like i don't understand what i did to get there but i I just, I remember going, like, I just remember gasping really loudly in my bed going, love is the answer. Like, I I don't know, I I guess I kind of just broke down everything that makes me happy, and then I real, and then I just filtered out what will die out, and what can't be, what can and can't be replaced, and all that shit and inevitably i realized that love 
is the greatest thing. I can't even think of a word to compare it to. It just is the greatest out of everything else. Money is awesome, but paper can be destroyed. Love can never be destroyed. You can take some love away, but you're always going to love somebody. Like, I read this Instagram post that that said, You never fall out of love when you're in love. You just lose all, you just lose, like, most of that love. But in the end, you still have love for that one person. Because if you were able to love them as you were in the past then no amount of time will ever change how you feel about that person. And I kind of agree with that. I think it works on most scenarios. I mean, like, if I loved somebody, if I was, like, in love, I say that with quotes, but in love with someone, and then, like, they murdered my entire family, I don't think I'd love that person. I'd be like, damn, the person you were before you murdered my family was pretty chill, but... And I loved that person. But I can't love someone that murders my family. Wow. Okay. This analogy just went sideways, up and down, and vertically, and into the fourth dimension. I'm just going to stop it there. I love you guys. Just be safe out there. And... I'm just going to end it off here. And watch more Alan Watts. You guys should really watch Alan Watts. Alan Watts is amazing. So is Terrence McKinnon. It's McKenna. I've been saying McKinnon for like years. And like recently I found out it was McKenna. I see his name written all the time. I even type it normally. Like McKenna. But I just... I I was watching one of his videos like I do. And I just... I, I realized that I just looked at the word for the first time, I guess, and I'm like, oh, there's no N. It's just McKenna. Okay. But, yeah, whatever. Watch more of them. So, what's up, y'all? It's Cameron. As if you didn't know that by clicking on my podcast. But listen to this. I was watching Mr. Iglesias. Is that Iglesias? Yeah, on Netflix. It's a funny-ass show. It's so race-filled towards Spanish people, but the thing is, like, most of the cast are high school kids, and, like, there's, like, a handful of adults, and it's fucking hilarious. But that's not the point. Um, well, the the just spark of an idea that made me want to make this was um Gabriel the fat one said hey you better calm down or I'm gonna call your parents and one of the kids said if my dad shows up let me know text me I haven't seen him in years and then there's like a laughing track in the back and then Gabriel goes um yeah I wish my dad showed up to those too and it's like it's like this problem with dads leaving their fucking kids has gotten to a point where we just suppressed it with comedy. And, I mean, I guess that's kind of like the best way to get over that type of dilemma. 
Really? Just comedy? It's like comedy is a way to get over most shit, honestly. But it's just like this whole thing with... I think one of like the big, big things wrong with this generation, I guess just in general, would be a lot of the dads just fucking leave their kids. And I'm trying to think of like a root problem on why they do that. But I can't think of one. But I can think of all the problems that it causes in turn. And just think of the psychological effects that has on a kid not growing up with a dad. And then the mo- then there's the mom. And if they're in a bad area and the mom isn't like... Like, like, like my mom is like a mom. Mom. Like, she like, gives a shit about me, you would say, like, I see some of my friends, and we'll be, like, smoking a blunt in their room or whatever, and the mom will walk in, and he's like, get the fuck out, and then she leaves to go to her job at 4 a.m., and then comes home at, like, 12 the next fucking day, and they have all this free time, and they don't have a job, and it's like, It's like the difference between people... I'm really just thinking about one of my friends here. But it has happened to a lot of them. The difference between a child growing up with two parents versus a child growing up with just a mom has so many damaging effects when it comes to abandonment. It's usually the main one that I hear the most. And I've experienced this personally. Not personally. Like, not... I haven't experienced growing up with one parent. Like, I have grown up with one parent before because mine are divorced. But, like, in, at the end of the day, like, I have both of them. I could, like, call either one if I wanted to. But what I'm saying is I, I've ex- what I've seen, what I've observed through all of my friends that grew up without a dad, they always... They always um, Whenever they try, whenever they opened up to me, or just just listening to anyone talk about this, it, the this I always hear this one thing that's similar in all the conversations. They all say, "Yeah, I just I feel like I wasn't worth, or like I what 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 was it? it was, I I feel like I feel like I wasn't worth his time, or I feel like I wasn't good enough, so he left, and it's not exactly ignorance, but I guess it's just absence of the knowledge of what's really going on just they're they're not being ignorant towards the reality of the situation but more so just unaware of the reality of the situation and the reality of the situation is if you are unable to have kids you shouldn't fucking have kids because Like, my mom, like, she's, like, a parent parent. Like, not only is she, like, a legal parent, but she'll, like, come in my room every day, ask me why I spent, why I cash up $40 to someone at my job, and then came home with blazing red eyes, and, uh, and then, like, ask me to do laundry and shit, and if I don't do it right when she says it, she'll yell at me and say, I know you're gonna forget, and then get stoned, and then sleep, so I need you to do it now before I leave, 
And the funniest part about that is it's happened more times than me doing the laundry. But what I'm saying is, like, she's like a parent parent. And it annoys the fuck out of me every time she talks to me about most things. I just think about what it'd be like moving out. But then reality kicks in after common sense kicks in two seconds before that. And I realize, because it always takes an extra second for me, let's be real here. But I, I realize that she's doing that because she doesn't want me to be a fuck up. I don't want me to be a fuck up, but I like I don't want to be a fuck up. So I'm doing the things that I feel will lead me into the right direction or the path that I want to take. She's doing the same exact thing. She's trying to help. Her purpose in life is to not only work and provide a shelter and food for me, even though I pay for the groceries sometimes. That's not the point. Just small flex. <laughs> yeah, I buy my own groceries, bitch. But she um like she has all this responsibility and then my stoner ass and then like another 11 year old i think my brother's 12 honestly i don't know i don't know why i can't remember my brother's age i know he's above 10 and i know he's not old enough to smoke yet so somewhere in between there or around that general area but i'm pretty he's like 11 or 12 honestly he was born what 2007 8 9 10 He's 12. Look at that. I thought he was 11. Okay. Well, oh, I'm sorry, Penny. I just kicked my dog in the face. Actually, I don't know if that math is right. That's not the point of the conversation. What I'm saying is, God damn it. I forgot what I was saying. But, um, yeah, it's just my, my parents were like real fucking parents. And it it's kind of like there, there's never going to be a perfect way to parent, I guess. It's it's kind of the same dilemma with having a perfect country and a perfect society. There's never going to be a perfect anything because everyone's opinions are always going to be different, especially with a government. Some people want a monarchy. Some people want a democracy. Some people want anarchy. So there's never going to be a perfect government or a perfect way to run a society unless it's like a small village and everyone agrees on one thing. Or they're just ignorant and they don't understand the rest of the world, so they only know their their way. And small villages and way in the past, they were very traditional, so they didn't give a shit about anything new. That's not what this podcast is about. I'm using that example to correlate with... Fuck, what was I doing that with? Okay. Oh, yeah, with with parenting. It's like... She's going to annoy the fuck out of me. But if she doesn't, then I'm not going to be annoyed. But then I'd end up spending all my money on weed because she didn't parent me right. Like, I know not to do that. I just do it a lot. But I know, like, my boundaries. And she just wants to make sure I'm okay and I'm in check. Because she loves me. But that love isn't there for other people. Parents that... 
I mean, uh, with, with parents that smoke with their kids, it's always a variable. It always depends on how mature the kid is. Like, like yeah, my mom smoked with me a couple times, you know, because, like, I'm 18. I'm going to be 19 in August. So, like, I'm, I'm, she kind of trusts me at that level. But, like, parents who smoke with their kids and, like, yeah, but the, the thing is, like, she parents me, like, a real fucking mom. It's not like she smokes with me and she's like some bum ass parent like working like three jobs and then coming home really late and then I never get to see her. Like she like has a nine to five, makes good money and then comes home and I see her on my days off because I work late nights. So, you know, so I'm not the one seeing her. It's kind of reverse in this situation. I'm the one working those late night jobs. I'm the shitty parent in this situation. But what I'm getting at is I notice I say I'm, what I'm getting at and what I mean. I, I say that a lot in podcasts because I'm always sidetracking to different shit because that's just how I think. It's not the point. What I'm getting at, there it is again, is that parent, like parents, first off, if a dad leaves a child or the mom with the child, I don't know which one's worse. I think the child is worse off because, mm, I don't know. Okay, it's not the point. I'm saying is... If you can't have kids, then you shouldn't... If you're not ready to have kids, is a more proper term. If you're not ready, if you're not mature enough, then you shouldn't have kids. Because it's just going to leave them with, like, psychological problems and all that science bullshit that I don't understand right now. And it's really not worth it. And it's happening so much to the point where these kids suppress this abandonment issue with drugs and then they get locked up and then that creates a stereotype for the black community and it's a whole thing and it only happens it most of the i don't know the statistics on that so i'm not going to say what is and isn't but from what i perceive it happens to the black community a way more often than it does to the white community. That's what I see. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just from what I've observed in my living. I've had multiple black people tell me that it does. It just it just does, and I my guess is that it stems from um, a lot of shit stems from slavery. Actually, I could talk a lot about slavery and everything that it, all this. It's ste- everything that stemmed from slavery, everything and everything that was caused by slavery. Like, there's just so much that I can talk about. That I'm gonna have to make a whole different um, playlist for that. I might actually. That's not a bad idea. Something that I actually know of. And can and can talk out of my ass rather than have to watch like five hour Alan Watts videos and then make a fifteen bullshit segment that yeah, but it really like out of all the bad shit that stemmed from slavery, and I know this is a stretch, but hear me out, slavery right we everyone was ignorant, so they didn't understand the whole peace love unity concept and they're like, okay, well, I'm just better than you because you're different. So you can do all the shit that I don't want to do so our society can be productive. 
And, I mean, you guys know about history, obviously, if you live in America, at least. I know a lot of Anchor. I don't know why I say a lot. I just know everyone that listens, everyone that has Anchor doesn't live in America. I've made podcasts with people and, like, I mean, you could see on my playlist, there's, like, I think four or five hour. I have a four hour podcast and then I have a five hour playlist. And I don't know which one. One is Talks with Friends, and then one is Talks with People. And the one on Talks with People, it was when I, it was, um, that was when I started doing a lot of podcasts. Because I did a, a bunch of podcasts alone in my room, just high as shit, or on acid, or on anything else, really. One time I did, I did one while drunk, like a long ass time ago. It was one of my first ones, and it was terrible. But, it seemed good at the time, probably because I was intoxicated. But what I'm getting at here is... Wow, I I went a long ways away from what I was trying to say. But slavery, people were ignorant, so slavery started catching on. 200 years later, we ended it. But the thing is, just because we ended slavery doesn't mean it's going to have no ripple effects whatsoever. First off, there's a whole stigma, there's a whole vibe that white people hate black people, and that is true. There are a handful of racists out there, and racist jokes are funny as fuck, too, especially if they're told by that race. But still, or just old fat white dudes on Comedy Central, or Gabriel Iglesias. Or Jim Gaffigan, or George Carlin. That's probably the top one, George Carlin. There we go. Alan Watts doesn't do that. He's too educational. Okay, back to what I was saying. Yeah, so... Slavery left a bunch of ripple effects in America, and it created this whole stigma that white people hated black people, and the whole racist thing happened. Y'all know about that if you lived in America. Even if you're, like, 18, I'm sure you should be intelligent enough to understand that. And we're 19. And the ripple effects it created were, of course, the stigma, but it this whole drug thing with the mafia importing drugs into America when that was around, and then the cartel doing it, and then the cartel still does, and then the people that grew up with this abandonment of human rights with the stigma created created from the ripple effects of slavery even though slavery was abolished people were still racist so they're basically free slaves which means they're free they have human rights but not everyone agrees with that, especially back then. A lot more people didn't agree with that, so they wouldn't accept as many job offers from any black people. And that's why we want everything to be so diverse nowadays, because we didn't do it in the past. I guess that's America's way of saying, hey, we fucked up, let's try and fix it. Even though I think that's pretty bullshit, you should judge people by their intelligence and actions, not their skin color. In any way, you shouldn't hire someone because they're black, and you shouldn't not hire them because they're black. You should be blind towards their skin color, because the only thing that really matters is what's on the inside. Okay, that was really gay. I kind of wish I didn't say that, but it's true. And 
Yeah, so with this abandonment, this psychological issue, all of this is psychological. Well, everything is psychological in, in a certain perspective. Anything could be anything in any perspective in all reality, if we're being honest here. But yeah, this... Uh, fuck, I'm just repeating myself. Stigma and then African-American... Black people wanted to... I'm not saying African-Americans. It's just black. Like, it's so much quicker. Like, it's, it shouldn't offend them either. It's just black. African... Do you know how many more syllables? African-Americans. I couldn't even count because it was more than one hand. So, definitely more than black. <laughs> either way. But, yeah, black people... Um, what well, I think I said this in my old podcast, but, um, um, I remember it, it, I either got this from YouTube or one of my history teachers, but I remember this like in cement for some reason, cause it just had such an effect on me. But either, I think I was pretty sure it was one of my high school history teachers, but they told me that. The mafia and not not the cartel, but the mafia at the time, kind of right after slavery. Well, I have to look this up. I can't be wrong in this podcast. I'm sorry. When did the mafia in how do you spell import import drugs to America? Okay. Uh. Yeah, I can't really find a date on the spot, but I know that it was okay. It was back then. Just take my word for it. So mafia was all like, okay, well, black people were, and this was a quote that I got from my teacher, but mafia was like, black people, you know, they're already animals. So let's just sell them drugs. And not only can we make a profit off of it, But now we have someone to sell these shitty drugs to. And then they sold them to the black people. And in the hoods, they only would afford these drugs. They only could, they only would buy these drugs. And then weren't able to actually get out of the hood and support themselves. Obviously, black people did do that. Some of them did make it through and get out of the hood. That's like the whole thing. You hear that in rap songs too. I bought my mama a house outside the hood. As if the hood is like, if you live there, then people know you're poor and people know that you do drugs and shit. But it's not always the case. That's that's really an ignorant stereotype. But most of the time, it really is the case. I mean, I'm I'm not racist. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But in all reality, in the like that's that is the flow of things. There's like a whole documentary on it on Netflix. There's a lot of documentaries on it on Netflix, actually. And, and just everywhere on YouTube. You can talk to people about it. The Drugs get imported to the hood. People lace them with shit. And then it gets sold around all over the hood. And then people get addicted, more addicted than they should. Some of them you shouldn't even do. And it's like if they only knew the chemicals that were going in this shit... And the same shit happens with acid and weed and everything else. Just put, like, a spark of fentanyl in something and then, boom, you have a, um, what's it called? A continuous customer that's going to tell all of his friends and then it's a permanent customer. Once you get someone addicted, they're not going to stop. Cigarette companies did the same thing, except legally they used chemicals that altered 
your brain wave not i i don't think they would alter your brain waves that sounds a little dramatic but they would alter the chemistry in your brain to obviously feel happiness towards this drug and then create a dependence on it and take away your happiness until you have the drug so you're not even happy when you're doing the drug you're just you're you're just maintaining your addiction and on top of this the dealers get a huge profit obviously especially if they cut the drugs if you cut drugs you get a profit because if you cut the drugs not only can you increase qual quality but you could better yet increase quantity and whenever you increase either one of those quality increases the long-term customers and quantity increases just the amount that you have and for how much money you're spending on the quantity it's just a whole thing you guys should watch the documentary but yeah and that ended up just fucking up the whole black community the ones that did the drugs and the one the ones that lived in the hood and did those drugs it fucked them excuse me i just had chocolate milk i had to burp excuse me but the ones that ended up doing those drugs in the hood it fucked them up now there were people in the hood that were black and were smart enough and had enough self-control to not do those drugs and stay out of trouble or at least just smoke weed like a normal human being and not get caught by the fucking cops I've, I've been caught before sadly not in the hood though separate story actually i did tell that story on my podcast that was one of my first stories getting arrested and that was um before my 18th birthday too it was like a couple months before that's a totally different topic it's a story actually not a topic but yeah um and then that just fucked up all that black people that ended up doing those drugs in the hood and then with all those with all those issues and all this shit going on in the hood, do you really think they could afford to keep a, another person alive when they could hardly afford to keep their addiction alive, let alone themselves alive, and then another human being alive because a girlfriend or a baby mama, as they would say in their, their terms, or or a wife, maybe? That's not as likely in the hood because marriage costs money and yeah i have a lot of friends that are in the hood that are married actually not a lot but more than that are not so that kind of proves me wrong but at the same time it's just an example you guys understand what i'm saying drugs imported from the mafia cartel fucked up black people who did it psychological issues then they couldn't really support their kids because they had to keep up with the drug habits. And if it wasn't drug habits, then they were getting robbed by other people who were addicted to crack or whatever they were doing. Crack is a big one. And meth. And everything else around that. Just It, it kind of goes like, you know, normal. Everyone, everyone everywhere usually smokes weed in most places. And then there's the cigarettes and then the alcohol and they all do that everyone does that too and then psychedelics then people who do that are kind of like you know abstract and that's a whole different scene and then above psychedelics you have 
um, all the actual dangerous shit actually just went that that's when the drugs start becoming bad and um, the more addictive ones you would say even more addictive than nicotine alcohol can be addictive too you just have to be really dumb to get addicted to fucking alcohol and everything else above that honestly it's all it's an emotion really it, it's a game it's it's just about self-control and meditation depending on who you are and yeah it just kind of fucked everything up i think i think the reason for this was ignorance as one of those old ass philosophers said my friend tells me who it was every time i quote him but one of, one of those oh god i have to look him up or else i'm gonna think about this and i feel like i'm gonna sound dumb ignorance Okay, the philosopher said ignorance is the worst evil was Plato. There you go, Plato. I knew it was Earth, and not the Earth, but a planet. And he said ignorance is the root and stem. Oh, I didn't know it was. I thought it was just root. Okay, whatever. Same shit. Ignorance is the root and stem of all evil, and this. Problem. I don't, I'm just figuring this out as we're going, honestly. But ignorance is kind of the reason why this generation was left with kids who don't have dads to the point where it's not even sad anymore. We fucking joke about it. Like, that's terrible. It's healthy that we're kind of like, we're, we're, not, we're not suppressing our depression with comedy but we're more so replacing it and it's working it's not like a drug thing where you smoke to forget something or someone worse that's worse but you're kind of replacing it and that's healthy to do it with comedy or with weed well okay different topic has nothing to do with what we're talking about and I just I I sound like a hypocrite saying that with weed it's kind of, it's different it it's a very it it depends it's a variable with everyone it's different with everyone okay so yeah ignorance caused uh, ignorance didn't cause it but the mafia and the cartel are ignorant towards what these drugs will do to these people they shouldn't be port they should import the good shit like psychedelics or weed, or cheaper vapes, because I don't like spending $50 on a starter kit, are you fucking kidding me, and that's half of $100, that's like one and a half nights of working for me, like that's fucked up, and unless you're a drug dealer, then that's like two hours, or one good deal, but I'm sorry, it's just I have friends that are dealers, and they tell me that every time I mention how much I get paid, and it makes me want to go back to dealing, but I can't do that. That's illegal, and yeah, I don't know why I'm sharing my personal business, but ignorance was obviously filled in the heads of the ones that controlled this whole drug gang, the cartel, and the mafia. They were ignorant towards what it would do to not only the black community, but everyone else around them, and then everyone else that would be harmed by them, or just the people that would do the drugs, it would harm them as well. 
And obviously these have kids. Or these. Obviously, like, those people, those adults, had kids and then it affected the families. And then that whole thing with stay off the dope, uh, stay away from drugs, it's bad for it's bad for you. It all stemmed from all the bad shit people were doing in the hood. You think they're saying stay away from drugs because some lazy ass fat white teenager named fucking I don't know what's it what what uh, named fucking Tanner? I don't know why that's the first name that comes to my name when I think of a fat white teenager, but Tanner? Are you kidding me? Like you really think? They're telling you not to do drugs because some stoner kid didn't want to do his laundry when his mom asked him to. No, they're doing it because the com- the black community got addicted to these drugs. I'm not just a black community, actually. It's any any community that did these drugs. Definitely not the fucking hippie community. <laughs> it's a little biased here, but I mean, if anyone's doing the least amount of damage, it would be the one dropping shrooms. Just saying, you can't drop shrooms. You drop acid. Oh my god, I'm retarded. But you guys understand what I mean. That's important. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying the black community is solely responsible for this problem. I'm saying the problem was ignorance. Ignorance didn't cause it, but people were ignorant towards the effects that it'd have on anyone that would do those drugs, not just black people. It was very prevalent in the black... I don't even know what prevalent means, but it was very abundant in the black community because that just was how things worked out with slavery and them feeling that issue, that psychological abandonment, and then decided to... Uh, okay, for the people that did the drugs, it wasn't psychological abandonment. It was just kind of like this thing. And they even mentioned this on the Gabriel Iglesias show. Boom! Big circle. Yeah, I did that. Okay. Um, and they're dabbing on the show, too. It's really... It's just... It's it's weird. It's like I cringe at it, but it's also like really fucking funny at the same time. It's odd. There's a laughing track, so that's the only thing I really don't like about it. And uh, Oscar from The Office is on it, so... I'm already used to seeing him every fucking day before I go to sleep on The Office anyway, so I'm just watching another show of his, and I watch Gabriel's comedies. Not the fucking point. What I'm saying is that, oh my god, I forgot. I need to backtrack. Okay, so, I, I damn, this is where I would edit. So... Ignorance, drugs, affecting everyone. Okay, okay. So, the, um, what what they mentioned on the show was, this Spanish girl was protesting, and they, uh, I'm just gonna be quick with this, that's what she said, and I never am, but, (laughs) uh, towards, (laughs) shut up, but, Towards, um, one of the Latina girls on there was saying, you don't know how it feels to always feel like you're doing wrong and always feel like someone's watching over you saying everything you do is wrong just because of your race. And I mean, 
That's kind of like, I don't know, that statement isn't exactly like hitting the point now that I say it out loud, but it kind of ties in with what I'm trying to say. The black community, way back, this is all way back then, by the way, when everyone was still racist, they had this, and this is just my assumption, okay, I'm not saying this is 100% correct, but to me, it seems like it would be the, and if anyone has any other assumption, or if they have, like, the actual facts, then send them to me, and I'll correct myself, but the black community felt this sort of, like, okay, well, if everyone else fucking hates me, then it really doesn't matter. I can just do these drugs, and there's no, they can't think lower of me. The, um, um, I saw this a while back, but there was this documentary on, I don't know why I watched this, but it was gay people, and why they were, why gay people are, like, ten times more likely to do meth because they feel so secluded from society that meth is just their scapegoat, and it can't get any worse from there, I guess. Like, if, they, if they're if they gay, and it can't get worse than that, then they might as well do fucking meth. And that, that, it, that was basically the gist of the hour documentary that I watched. And I wish I could go back in time and save myself an hour of watching two gay dudes fuck while smoking meth. Of course, there was a censor bar there, because it was on YouTube, but, Jesus Christ, but, yeah, um, they would, like, pull, like, three all-nighters in a row, and just, like, have a fuck binge, and orgies and shit, and, like, I pull one all-nighter, and I'm fucking tired, I mean, I'll, I'll take, like, Addy or some shit, and I'll be energized for, like, five hours, but honestly, like, maybe it's because my Addy plug isn't that good, that's a different pl- that's a different topic, but it's a lot of personal information being shared, I guess out here, but um yeah, so this detachment from what we feel how we should live our lives kind of caused that black community to it it made them more prone to do those things. And, like, drugs and shit, because, yeah, it made them more prone, and that's kind of what caused them to go in this spiral, and it's what caused this stereotype with leaving their kids, and other dads do it because they're just a piece of shit, and then there are other dads that are even, well, I wouldn't say more of a piece of shit, but anyone who leaves their kid, anyone who has a kid makes a conscious decision to have a kid, I mean, a lot of them don't make a decision to have a kid and just end up having one by accident and can't afford an abortion. It's, honestly, it's just, it's all around bad. It was all caused by ignorance. Honestly, it's crazy. It's fucking hot. I need to tie up my hair. Okay, well, that was my 30-minute spiel. Um... I guess I'll see you guys later. Shit, that's all I wanted to say. I, the literally one line from the Gabriel Glacius Netflix show led me to talk for 36 minutes and 45 seconds. Okay, I'll see you guys later. What's up, guys? Um, I have a general idea for what I want to do with this podcast segment, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
It was about the fourth dimension, I guess. We'll dip our toes back into that fucking conundrum of a mind. Well, I was gonna say mind fuck, but I feel like I used the word fuck way too many times, and it's already been 30 seconds. They can't use that against you in ads, can they? I don't know they can. No. Probably. I don't know. Alright, well, it didn't say anything when I was glancing over the, um whole thing the page that they have filled with like a paragraph of information that really isn't that helpful they're just like yeah put ads on your videos and make content and i'm like all right well that's not very helpful but um fourth dimension fuck all right let's go um i was thinking you know we live in a three-dimensional world you know obviously but we think three-dimensional as well, where we set value on things based on time. You see, in the fourth dimension, time is more like looking... How do I say this? Okay, well, if you're in the third dimension, you are surrounded in time, you are in it, you are, li- you are living by time, you are living in the rules of time, your consciousness fades away through time. Your body, your anatomy fades away through time. Things can grow in time and things can be taken away in time. Relationships, love can fall apart through time. Um, family can fall apart through time. New family can be made through time. And your whole existence is set and bound by time. You are materialistic everything your anatomy is bound by time your intelligence is bound by time your just how long you live is bound by time now that's welcome to the third dimension you've been living here for however long you have been but that's the third dimension that's a three-dimensional world we're living in now when you think in terms of a fourth dimension you're thinking in terms of, you're not looking at time as this big overlapping plane that we have to live by. We don't really have an option. I will die one day. That is thanks to time. I will die one day. And I have to live by that. I don't have an option. Those are one of the handful of rules I choose to follow. I don't choose it, actually. It chooses me. Yeah, it does choose me, I guess. But In the fourth dimension, time isn't this overlapping thing you have to live by. Time is more so on the lines of something you look at, like, as if if you were an ant in one of those glass shits that, you know, nerds have in their room or whatever. I'm not gonna lie, I really wanted one of those as a kid, because I could always play God and kill some of the ants, and then hide the murder weapon and then all the other ants would be like oh shit who murdered frank and then everyone would go crazy in the ant colony i don't think ants are conscious enough to have that much drama in their lives but i don't know you know freshman year me was a klutz so it's not a surprising memory to all right so time right if you're in the third dimension and let's say there's this box and the box is this universe, and um, this universe right here, this three-dimensional universe, 
and time is only bound in this box. And you are an ant in this box, living the same life you are living now. You're just going through the sand and shit, doing what you do, finding out who killed Frank. Little do you know, it's Cameron in the fourth dimension. But that's what we call a com a come a come back a callback in the comedian world. Thank you very much. <laughs> but living in this third three-dimensional world bound by time as you are now but in this analogy you're an ant inside of a ant hill glass shit encased or whatever in this glass box and i am in the fourth dimension and i get to observe you now in the third dimension you have this mindset you have this mentality okay well i'm gonna die in you know a decade worth of decades about around maybe a little bit over maybe a little under 100 years if you're a smoker probably relatively under 100 years and you could do a lot of things to die relatively under 100 years actually and a lot of them isn't even smoking but if it's weed you might live a little longer there's a lot of variables in this equation let's just stick with superficial level of thinking things and that's an understatement especially with this analogy or i guess it'd be in I don't know. I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. But I am a fourth dimensional being living and not living. I am a fourth dimensional being looking at you in this three dimensional world that you're living in now as an ant inside this glass box bound by time and three dimensions, of course. As a fourth dimensional being, I can see that you set value for things based on time. You're hungry. And that's only going to last so long before you die. So you have a certain value for food before you die. At the last second, the brink of your, the edge of your existence, you will have a high value for food because you're about to die, because you are bound by time. But if you're in the fourth dimension, you that doesn't happen. You don't have a high value for food because you're about to die, because in the fourth dimension, you're not bound by time. You're bound by something else. Fuck, I don't know what that is. That's a whole nother... It's a whole nother... Podcast or segment or playlist to make, but... You are bound... By time in this third dimension. Therefore, you have value for things in the third dimension. You know? I love my dog. Because I know one day she's gonna die. I mean, of course, I love her for a bunch of other reasons. And, you know, all that good shit. Because I'm supposed to, I suppose... But I have an increased amount of love for her based on the time that she's going to die. Also based on just how long I'm going to see her. If I move away for two years and come back, before those two years, I'm going to have a high value for her. Because I I know I'm not going to see her. Because time is a thing that fucks with you. And it will fuck with me when I don't see her for two years. I actually lived through that an example, except it was like every couple months, and it killed me not to see my dog. Really, it would it doesn't because I mean, you know, they have weed in Lake Mary too. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. They have weed in other parts of Florida too, so it's not all that bad. But the premise of this, the base of what I'm saying is. People have value for things because of time.
in the fourth dimension, they don't because time doesn't exist. You're looking at time as if you're looking at an ant colony live their life. And you, you look at the ant colony and you go, oh, that's funny. He got that food over there and now he's sharing it with his friend. And they're all wondering why Frank died. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm stuck on that one joke. It wasn't even funny. But I just think it's hilarious that I keep going with it. I'm I'm sorry. That was the last time. So everyone's mourning Frank's funeral. And you're looking at them. Eating their food. Doing their ant colony things. Whatever the fuck ants do. I don't know what they do. But they do something. That's why they're still around. They, they see like a dead insect or something. They all hurtle around it. They take little bits of it. And bring it back to the colony. And feed their queen. So the queen can okay i just i just had this thought in an ant colony there's like we all know there's a queen and she has like a bunch of ants and then the ants i don't know if you guys know this part but i learned it and i know it's true i don't know where i learned it but i know it's true that don't the ants like hurdle around the ant queen after she's had like a bunch of eggs and shit and then or however ants are born and the ants hurtle around the queen, and then she dies because they try and suffocate her for whatever reason. I mean, they're not that conscious. They don't think through these things. These are just natural to them. So it's the same as a mama kangaroo putting a baby kangaroo in the pouch. They don't really think about these things. It's just like, oh, well, that seems like the right thing to do. So when these ants do this, like, not only why do they do it, but... Who does the ant queen have sex with to make all these other ants? And if it's just a normal ant, I know there's not an ant king, but is it just a normal ant? And how do they? <sighs> these are things that I have to look up on my. I'll do the. I'll do that at the end of the podcast, and then you guys can choose whether you want to listen to that or not. But um, yeah. Fuck, I'm sweating. My room is hot. Let's let's get back to this um so in the fourth dimension you'd be looking at this three-dimensional ant colony right I, I, you, I don't know why i'm calling it an ant colony honestly you could just say the world but if you're in the fourth dimension you can look at our world and see why we have value for things because it's based on time everything's based on time everything is made because of time things are more expensive because they last longer through time People will treat people differently based on how long they're going to see them. When you go to a family... Okay, I'm not going to use that analogy, but... But I just... This fits this example perfectly. But one time, with time and age and loving people and all that, but... One time, my mom was... I've noticed I've been mentioning my mom in podcasts more, more recent than not, which is weird, but... She was like... She said, um, um, make sure you give grandma a big hug and a kiss this Thanksgiving because it might be her last. And I was like fucking like 15. So I was like, oh, okay, shit. Yeah, I guess I'll make this the best one because that just proves we are literally raised to be bound by time. It is not only a concept that is all around us, but we are raised in it. We live by it. We don't even think about it. It's something that's so big. It's just one of those concepts. And I've been thinking about this too. Those certain concepts that you live by that you don't 
realize you do, but you do because well, you don't realize you live by these concepts because they're so big you don't see them. Like, if something like a building is really, really, really big, but a building can be so big that eventually you're in the building and you don't know it's a building. But it's it's still a building. It's just extremely, extremely big and widely accepted. Just like a concept. A concept can be so big and so worldwide that you don't notice it's there. It doesn't become a philosophical concept that you can analyze and discuss and, and break apart and debate. It just becomes what is. You see what I mean? Like something so small, if it's something can get so small to the point where you don't see it anymore something can get so big to the point where you don't see it anymore these can work with concepts i mean of course in this example it only really works with big because concepts can't be small but you guys understand what i'm saying these concepts are so large that you don't understand you're living in them and things like psychedelic or just drugs in general honestly or a near-death experience or fucking meditation i don't want to sound like a drug addict but this literally, that's what it is. Those out-of-body experiences that psychedelics, that all drugs, not all drugs, but a good amount of drugs give you. Cause smoking a cigarette isn't going to make you think about the cosmic energies in your body. But that was funny, in my opinion. And I didn't hear anyone laughing. Because it's impossible. And if I did hear someone laughing, then I'd actually be scared. Because I'm under the connotation that I'm alone but yeah okay fuck I can't I just I can't be funny because I'm too wrapped up in these in this that if I do then I just lose my train of thought and I'm doing this one sober too and the only reason I am is because my plug is busy working right now so you know in the next two hours when he's off work then I'll make a shitty podcast where I'm intoxicated and we'll go back into our normal flow until I run out of my cart. So, oh, this is a good song, but um, I don't know if you guys can hear the music. I like having the background music really, really low. I'm playing Evie. I fucking love Evie, whether it's a girl or a guy. I have no idea, but they make music. All right, let's get back into that. So, um. Um, yeah, these out-of-body experiences let you have an out-of-body experience. Well, yeah, of course they have. Of course they do, Cameron. Yeah, these out-of-body experiences do let you have an out-of-body experience. These out-of-body experiences are literally called out-of-body experiences because they take you outside of your body, outside of the norm that you've been living in. And just like with the building analogy I used last time, they bring you outside and they let you see the building. And you're like, oh, okay, well, why am I inside that building? If I was outside the building, then I'd be able to see the bright sunshine, the stars and the galaxies and the trees and the grass and the deer and everything else. But I'm inside this building. I'm inside this... I'm in, I'm under the protection of this building protecting me from what I, from, from learning more. 
And those are the out-of-body experiences you need to understand, to learn, to grow yourself as a person. You need these experiences to get out of that building, get out of those concepts that you're bound by, like time and and making sure that you you stay in line you're you're bound by the past you're sad because of the past and your expectations are bound by the future so you never know what living in the present is like that is a direct quote from alan watts i don't know about the past one but he said your expectation your expectations are bound in the future therefore you can never live in the past or some hippie bullshit like that but i really like that one enough to remember two-thirds of the quote yeah yeah okay these drugs help you understand and then we give these drugs a bad bad rap you know why it's because we don't understand what they're doing wow this this was about time and i kind of went a little little political here how do we morph drugs and time to one theme so I can make a podcast about it. Okay. How about this? Nope, I have nothing. I'm just going to end it here. Thank you for listening to me talking about time and everything around that. I think this was a good co- podcast. Usually I send people my podcast. Like I just did it with the, um, this one kid I met. That's very vague, but I mean, what do you want me to say? You probably don't know anyone that I know, unless I showed you this podcast directly, but what I'm saying is, when I show people my podcast, I I usually just, like, go on Snapchat, hit edit, and then circle the first two playlists, and I'm like, listen to these, these are the best ones, everything else is shit. Don't scroll down to the to the science one, to the death and religion. Don't do that. Just keep stay stay on the stay on the very top ones. Everything above everything above talks with people and talks talk, talks with friends and then talks with um everyone around the world. You'll see the playlist. One of them is 4 hours and one of them is 5 hours and I don't know which one is which, but one of them is me talking about or talking with my friends from high school, and another is talking, I made, like, one, the, the, the one where I talk with my friends in high school, I made that one in, like, you can end the podcast, by the way, like, there's nothing gonna be, nothing psychological or philosophical here, I'm just bullshitting, but the one with, um, talks with friends, I, I made that, like, I made most of that in, like, a day, I don't, I, I think you can see the date that I, um, post them but i i made that one in like a fucking i made a most of that one in a day because i i realized that i can invite like my friends to this shit and well i I already knew that i just never considered it but i realized and i'm like fuck so i just put it on my story who wants to who wants to make a podcast with me and i had a bunch of people swipe up and i felt really bad because like i couldn't make a podcast with like two-thirds of people that swiped up and asked to make one with me and I also felt really bad because most of them were retarded and I didn't want to make a podcast with them and because because it'd be it'd be like oh one time I got so stoned I started 
study, uh, and then, like, I just want to make a podcast with those people, I want to get, like, deeper in the concepts that I don't fucking understand, I want to grow, I don't want to talk about the past, I want to talk about what, the present, and the future, and everything else around us, I guess, I don't really know what I'm talking about, and the talks with people one, I don't, I don't know what they're called, but the one where I talk with people around the world, that was fucking awesome, I would just get home from work, and I would just go on anger, and when, this was like, this would have to be over a year ago, but I would just, I would just sit in my bed, and I was on probation when I started Anchor, actually, but I would just talk with people, and that's one of my first podcasts, talking about how I got arrested, and, um, I would just talk with, um, random people around the world, and most of the time, I would connect with someone, and I didn't understand them, they'd be, like, from India or some shit, and I'd be like, fuck, or if they had an accent, I would, like, make a podcast with them, and, and two minutes in, I'd be like, listen, like, I like you, but, like, I don't understand a damn thing you're saying, and if I don't, and I'm talking to you, then sure as hell no one else is gonna understand what you're saying, because these podcasts don't come with captions, so that'd be really cool, though, if they did. I'd love to actually, that'd be a really cool job to have, make captions for podcasts, because not only could I just do mine, but I could listen to endless podcasts, and we could have, like, categories, like, okay, well, you're in psychology, you'll get this section, and you just caption all those, you're gonna have to use Google to, you know, not only understand, but spell half the shit they're saying, because I can't even spell half the shit, I, I can't spell psychological, if I'm being honest, I'm, I can spell philosophy, I can spell quantum physics, because I've typed it into the YouTube search bar enough times where it's just embedded in my brain. Um, I can't spell physics, though. It, P, P-H-Y... It's, it has an S and an I and a C somewhere in there. P-H-Y... Is it P-H-Y-S-I-C? Physic and then I-C-I? I don't know. No, physics doesn't have two Cs. I don't really know. I should just cheat and ask myself these questions beforehand and then write them down and then ask myself on the podcast. That'd be smart, Cameron. That would be thinking in the fourth dimension because I wouldn't be bound by time, but rather what I say is time. And, um, what else do I have to update y'all on? Um, oh yeah, the Anchor commercial. I thought this was pretty funny. The Anchor commercial on Spotify, well, I'm pretty sure it's anywhere, but on Spotify, you can hear the girl go, um, okay, we got it at the very end, like, she's talking all professional, and then, like, two seconds of silence goes by, and then she's like, okay, did we get it, or okay, we got it, and you could hear the headset being taken off, it's kind of funny, in my opinion, and, um, yeah, I guess that's it. There's this new Nimsy's app that I got. And, like, you can get paid for... Oh, oh, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to search the, um, the thing with, um... What, what's it called? With, okay. Why do ants kill their queens? Q-U-E-E-N-S. 
Okay. I spelled queens with three E's. The researchers found queen ants have figured out a clever way of staying on top. They produce fewer workers when other queens are around because productivity comes at a cost. Producing a larger, broad... Producing a larger brood zaps energy from the queen, leaving her with less fighting power to defend against murderous working ants. A queen ant will sacrifice colony to retain throne. Wow, this is a very interesting... <laughs> it looks like ants might be a little bit more complex than us. I mean, I've seen the real housewives of wherever they're set in, and... The whole ant queen situation seems to have a lot more drama with the murderous worker ants than the Kardashians have with whoever. I don't know. I really don't watch that shit. My mom does. I just hear it in the living room. And what was the last one? Oh, yeah. How does a queen ant make babies? B-A-B-I. I feel like I have to, like, say my search as I'm typing it because I'm not just going to let you guys sit here in silence. At least you'll know what I'm talking about. Once the colony has established itself, the queen ant will lay eggs continuously. The fertile eggs become female worker ants and unfertilized eggs develop as males. If the fertilized eggs are well nurtured, they potentially become queens. So that's how queens... So queens lay queen. So was there... Okay, so there was there a first ant queen? First ant queen. Because if they evolved that way, then there would have to be a first official ant queen. First ant queen. Oh, that's the band. Okay. First. Okay. The first ever ant queen and then we'll type in evolution just to spice up the search recommendations um ants are insects family and along with the related wasp and bees belong to the order i can't mention that word ants evolved from wasp like ancestors in the Cretaceous period about 140 million years ago and diverse after the rise of flowering plants that makes sense Male ants develop... Okay, there's that one. Is the queen ant the only female? Long distance during the chill mate with the least The female queen ants will fly a long distance during which they will mate with at least one winged male from another nest. Hold on, what is a winged male? Well, now I have to search this up. Winged male ant. I didn't know ants could have wings, and if ants have wings, and that's a fucking wasp... Is important phase in the reproduction of most ant, termite, and some bee species. During the flight, virgin queen mate will, virgin queens mate with males and then land to start a new colony. Or in the case of honeybees, continue. All right. Well, I'm gonna end this podcast here. I love you guys. Now you just know that much more information about ants. I hope you guys are a little bit more well informed, or not even informed. Nothing about this was educational other than the past five minutes of it me talking about fucking ants really i hope you guys know these podcasts aren't me trying to be cocky trying to trying to expand my ego more so on the lines of expanding my mindset i just kind of want to 
Oh, sorry. Sorry for that loud noise. I'm sure it was loud to you because you're listening to the speaker of my phone and I just like slammed it on a table. But I just, I don't know really what I'm doing. I just kind of want to share what I feel or what I think is going on or what would go on in certain scenarios and have people tell me whether I'm right or wrong or whether they also are clueless as I am. Really, no one knows the answers to the shit that I'm talking about, including me, obviously. It's very well known if you listen to any of my podcasts. I mean, if you claim to understand quantum physics, then you probably don't understand it. And if you claim to not understand quantum physics, then you already have a good grasp of what quantum physics is all about. It's not something to understand. It's, it's You don't gain knowledge from understanding quantum physics. Well, you don't gain knowledge in finally understanding quantum physics. You gain knowledge in trying to understand quantum physics. Because if you finally understood the fundamentals of quantum physics, then you are either one, God, which if you're listening to this, like, what's up? What's popping? Two, I just don't think you could understand quantum physics to the level of a fourth dimensional being, if there is a fourth dimensional being, if any of this is real. Fuck, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm in a simulation. Not enough acid tabs will help me figure that one out. Alright, I'll see you guys later. I love you. Stay safe out there.